We're living it. We're living the <laughs> we're living the parent life over here. We are. Um, you might think that these people have it figured out, but <laughs> let me tell you. Hello, welcome to the Biblically Center podcast. Hello. It's a frosty morning here. It is. Yep, fall has come. Yep. Went from sixty something yesterday to the low thirties this morning. So. Good times. It is. But it's nice and cozy. Um, This is episode... You okay? (laughs) Yeah, I thought I was going to sneeze and then I didn't. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. This is episode five. Wow. Uh, My name is Johnny Jordan. This is my wife, Danica. Um, We're happy to be here on this, like like I said, frosty morning. Mm -hmm. It's been a fun morning so far. Uh, You want to go ahead and hit us with our mission statement? Yes. I guess you're not listening to this in the morning. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Anyways, go ahead and do the mission statement. Hi. Okay. Biblically Centered equips your family with knowledge and conversations for you to live and defend your Christian faith. So for us, we're filming this on a Saturday. Yes. And um, we let our kids have kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon time. Yes, because that's what we grew up with Mm -hmm. and it's just nice. So they, you know, they all, three of them, I just want to say six of them, they all three (laughs) sit together and watch a few cartoons, but... We instituted something new this week, which we felt like was a good motivator for them to be productive throughout the week um, with their chores. It's kind of, yes. they each have their name with six boxes next to their name, yep. and each day of the week they can earn one Saturday morning cartoon. Correct. Um, instead of it just being like a, a freebie on Saturdays, you kind of have to... Make sure your room's clean, basement's clean, we're cleaning stuff in the hallway, the dining room, just kind of where all they... Good attitude at our Good attitudes, yeah. good, good at school, those things. Um, so, th- But this was our first week putting that into play, and uh, <laughs> I felt like we communicated effectively how this works, <laughs> but right before we filmed this episode, our middle child, who, he's the middle child, um, had a misunderstanding on how the... Ch- he thought each kid was earning... Six episodes, <laughs> right? That so they that got to individually. So he thought he was getting to choose. He earned five. There was one day he missed. Yes, he thought he was getting to ch- choose five episodes, yes. and then our daughter got to choose six. <laughs> and I was like, "But what are you going to watch cartoons till four in the afternoon?" <laughs> so well, yeah, else, our, yeah, he just didn't understand. And you know, and their time blocks. So the show he chose wasn't a twenty-minute show; it was a forty-minute show. Right. So that counted as two of his, which was so his was, one choice yeah. instead of two. Yeah. So it was just a mis- so misunderstanding, Ooh. but lots of fun. They're learning. They are, and we instituted that, ironically enough, because this week our virtue that we were studying at home mm. was about cleanliness and tidiness, and so we were like, "Well, our our daily cleaning." has been difficult so we were trying to just they are already watching saturday morning cartoons now they have to earn them well it's a good way i like it because it's a good way for us too to make sure visually know that, that yeah mom and dad are on the same page with the kids on what needs to be done each day cleaning yeah. wise just kind of helps bring a little bit more organization yeah. to it all so we're it's working it worked for us this week until this morning when there was just a little <laughs> misunderstanding little confusion we get to earn 18 episodes <laughs> Yes, which our daughter earned an extra one. The boys did not participate the first day. So yeah, they were just a little distracted during basement cleanup time. So didn't get the check. Yeah. Anyways, that is a long intro to let you know that today we are actually not talking about virtue P, even though that 
is what our family focused on this week. We are talking about virtue D, which says we dedicate time each day to seek God in his word and through prayer. So today we're going to be talking about um, God's word and prayer. Another fun story too. Oh, okay. So for those for those of you who watch this on the YouTubes instead of listening to it, this computer is smaller than the normal computer I have here, and that was. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's been. It's been a fun week, and that was because <laughs> the normal computer, which is Danica's computer that I I used while we film, um, that's the one that. A lot of the biblically centered stuff is housed through. She's the designer of biblically centered, you know. So uh, she has a lot of all the programs and all the stuff on her. It computer. is optimized. It's optimized for for graphic design. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, but again, our middle child <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> after we said don't wrestle on the couch, a few minutes later was wrestling on the couch and fell backwards and hit his head on her computer, which was on the edge of the couch. Yes, which in yes. It shouldn't have been there, but they've been told not to wrestle yeah. before. So, and yeah. cracked the screen, Ooh, which yeah. you would think, like the com- like in my brain, with how I think about technology, the computer is this, right? And all the fun stuff is housed in here, and this is just a, a monitor, right? I don't know if that's the case, but that's just what I think. So I'm thinking, like, okay, you crack a screen, get the screen replaced, maybe what, like sixteen dollars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> No. $1,200 for the, I mean, it's a $2,000 computer and the screen is $1,200 <laughs> of that. It's like, what's the rest of this thing doing? because it's, it's optimized. Uh, it looks beautiful. Well, anyways, so that's been a challenge. So we found this old monitor in our storage from yep. 2004. Yeah. It's called the Galaxy Monitor? No, it's a cinema display. Cinema display monitor. <laughs> they don't even make the plug-in port that we had to plug it anyways yeah so i had to buy a piece for that yeah and so now her computer is hooked up to a separate monitor which is over there so we can't have it here so now we had to download some of the tech to my computer (laughs) it's just been a fun week so well that's all we had for today (laughs) that is our we're living it we're living the (laughs) we're living the parent life over here we are um you might think that these people have it figured out but let me tell (laughs) you Got the challenges. I think we've said before, and if not, I'll repeat it every episode. We are not parenting experts. We are um, with dedication to seeking God in his word and through par- prayer every day, allowing God to be who we depend on because we know it can't just be us and right. it can't just be an hour at church. Um, it takes a lot more, uh-huh. which is a lot of sacrifice and diligence and dedication, which yes. we're talking about today. Boom, boom, boom. Ta-ta. Um, but it's worth it because, um, there are eternal souls in the balance. Did I bring it back around? I think you did. Okay, good. You brought us back to dedication, which is great because that's our virtue, which you already read. I did. I'll read our definition because as you know, we love definitions. We do. I need to get that on a t-shirt. People will think I'm really weird. It's fine. Um, dedication means consecrating to a divine being, solemn appropriation, or being devoted to. Um, and I like that word consecrating. I think that means kind of like set apart or, um, so you've set your life apart to God and then you're giving him solemn appropriation. So the appropriate worship that he's due. Um, and it's not just like, oh yeah. 
I love Jesus. Yeah. Sure. It's like, no, like we need to take a solemn approach sometimes to the things of God because of his nature. Again, not in a legalistic way, but in a way that is appropriate for who he is. Yeah. The way I, I mean, the way I view it and, you know, I guess the way my brain works is like being dedicated to something. It's just like, this is, this is what your life is. Right. Like we are dedicated to the causes of Christ. So therefore it's not just an aspect of our life. It's not just something that we can kind of do here and there with the kids whenever there's an activity or whatever. It's it like, this is the, this is our life. Yeah. Like Christ, the church community, um, it's all intertwined in the fabric of our life. It's not just something that we can check the box on. Right. And going back to last week's virtue on committing our life to Christ, we are committing our life to a relationship. And so the way that you foster and engage and continue a relationship is continual time with that individual. And so being in God's word and in prayer is putting us into that committed relationship with God to where we're telling him like our needs and desires and just anything. And then we are receiving from him his words and his life and his truth. Mm -hmm. So it, it can't be just like a, I'm going to check in once a year or once every three months, because obviously it takes more than that. Johnny and I did long distance for two years when we were dating. Mm -hmm. We were nine hours away. That was before smartphones. <laughs> it was. Like, so if we wanted to talk, it was, I mean, texting was, a, we would text, but it was, you know, like. Like I was in school full time. I was a very diligent, um, studious. Yes. <laughs> I was very studious. So. The texting during the day probably wasn't as much because I was in class and taking notes and things. So we would have, I think, weekly phone calls of like, this night is when we're talking. Was it just once or maybe twice? I mean, we would talk throughout the week. Yeah, right. But there would be but like that phone would be more calls. dedicated. Yeah. yeah. Where it'd be like, I'm on the phone for two hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, that's how we maintained a relationship for And that's for love for me years. because... <laughs> He does not. If you ever see him pick up a phone, just know he is on a march around and anywhere. Yeah. He just kind of paces. Like I, the people who are able to like be in a public space around other humans <laughs> and just pick up a phone and sit there still and have the conversation with other people around. It's just like, oh, you get it. I have to be moving. So it's like whenever I call my dad, I put the AirPods in and just walk around the neighborhood <laughs> the entire time until I get off the phone with him or whatever. So I can't just sit still and be on the phone. Yeah. So, but that allowed us in those hour long, because how are you going to fill time? You're going to talk about your, well, when I would call you, yeah. I was still living with my parents at the time. I would walk around the neighborhood <laughs> when I, I would call you. I remember walking up and down the main drag in my neighborhood yeah. and talking on the phone with you. But I mean, they were very, they were in depth conversations because this is a time we had to talk. So you're literally talking through, Everything, my whole day, your whole day, yesterday, you know, it wasn't like today where I feel like people are just like texting every five minutes. You're just getting little snippets. This was like, mm -hmm. I have to hold it in, process it, and then I'm going to relay it. And then, so it, I mean, obviously. Well, I think there was, to bring it back to the virtue, like there was an element, especially at that time, like we weren't married. 
but when we started dating, the intention was that assuming things go, continue to go well, that we would get married. Like that was always the intention. Right. It wasn't just like a fun, like, right. you know, and I, and not, well, I'm thankful we got married when we did. We got married pre all these swipe left apps and or right. <laughs> I don't know what direction you swipe. I would probably, if I had that app, I'd be like, I don't know. At least I'm getting these <laughs> weird matches. Um, but like it was, it was pre all that. And so, and not to say there's anything new under the sun, but like, I just feel like there is this sense of the culture of dating now is very much like until I find something better kind of mentality. Yeah. And so it's in, and of course for the people today, it's like, I mean, you have plenty of filtered people who are probably prettier than the people you're dating right on your fingertips. And so you can kind of begin to lose, yeah. but anyways, all that to say for us, it was, we were dedicated to the cause of potentially getting to marriage. Like that was the intention. Yes. So therefore I, I had the dedication to her because I wanted to foster this relationship right. um, as best as I could. Right. And so there's that dedication. So I wasn't, you know, getting off the phone with her and then going to call other girls or just, or play in the field. Not that even if I wanted to do that, I could, <laughs> but in theory, I'm noble because I didn't. So, <laughs> well, and I think, so we did get married young. I was 20. Well, definitely younger than we are now. We're still young. We're still young. Right. But and cool. So cool. The coolest. Yes. Um, we still whipping Nene. <laughs> But I think part of the reason our parents actually allowed us to get married at that age um, was because they had seen our dedication over those two years and knew that we had been committed and had talked um, ongoing, substantial, in-depth conversations. Mm -hmm. Not just like, how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm great. Yeah, we were the first of kind of our friend group to to get married and this yeah. was pre-Pinterest. This was pre-everything. But I'm still saying, even without Pinterest, we still had the best wedding. We did. I mean, no offense to every person who's listening <laughs> to this who's married that we've attended your wedding, but <laughs> our wedding was the best. People. And ask the people. People still talk People about still talk wedding. about our wedding. This is how crazy our wedding was. The reception, <laughs> the reception wasn't anything fantastic. It was literally in the gym of a church. But it was decorated nice. Like, we worked really well. My mom well. did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, my mother-in-law is kind of a, what's the phrase? She's like a jack of all trades. She kind of has her hand and can figure out, your, your dad too. Yeah. They're kind of really, really good at just figuring things out, yeah. um, which is admirable. But she was able to, her mom was able to see the vision of this gymnasium and transform it to where it did not feel like you were in a gym. No. To me, it didn't feel no. like it. I felt like the decorations were great. So much fun that, and I've never, I don't know if this has happened before, so our first night, we, we got married in Beaumont, Texas, and then our, our, I guess our first night as a married couple, you know, was right. in, was in Houston, which is like an hour and a half away. Right. And so we get in the car, um, load up, we got some food on the way because we didn't really eat that much at our reception because everyone was just like, rah, gerbils. <laughs> you remember that girl who kept talking about her gerbils <laughs> or, or hamsters? Yes. <laughs> it's like one of your kids used to babysit. Anyways, um, so we finally make it to Houston. We text the family, like made it to the hotel. Appreciate you guys so much. And they send pictures that the party is still going. Like there is. Right. Yes. My parents, people. my parents. They brought in Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A came and catered after we left. Did you know that? No, I thought they had made like chicken spaghetti and stuff too. They probably brought Chick-fil-A No, but too. like, because I worked at a Chick-fil-A at oh, the time right. in, yes. in Beaumont and 
your dad called in some nugget trays yeah. and nugget trays. People were still partying. I mean, the party went on for. Yes. I apologized to my bridesmaids and they were like, are you kidding? They were like, that was the best party ever. Cause my parents had already rented the space. They already had the DJ. So they were like, we might as well live it up. They mm-hmm. left. So they called in dinner. They ate dinner and hung out for another I I think almost three to four hours. Mm-hmm. And then my bridesmaids. And we weren't even there. No, I know. And then my bridesmaids said they had a great night hanging out in the hot tub later that night. Yeah, they and went back to her like, family's house who has a hot like, tub what? and hung out. And, <laughs> and there was and there was no alcohol at our wedding. Correct. Which is to tell you, you don't need it to have a good time. Not that Correct. the people listening to this probably need to hear that. <laughs> but there's so many people. It's just like, well, you just got to have a little something in my hand or a little something in my system. And yeah. And we're going to get through this podcast eventually. We are. I get, Anyways, you just get a little a little more, a little taste of us, yep. of who we are. So there you go. This is probably a good time to film the podcast. No, it's a Saturday morning. <laughs> I went on a run. I'm having a coffee. Like my energy levels are high. <laughs> I've already had a disciplinary conversation with one of our children. You are on it. You're on your game this morning. Okay, we got to get through this. Okay, sorry. Here we go. Uh, even though I'm the one distracting this conversation. It's okay. I mean, I don't know. You guys let us know. Has it been fun listening to us? I hope so. I hope we're we're relatable. We're down to earth. You guys get it. Even though we just bragged about our wedding. It's we're fine. so cool. We want to hear about your wedding. Please. I let actually us know. don't. I can probably assume. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you so got married in the past five years, I can assume exactly what your wedding looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny because it's really true. Okay. Um, all right. The Bible. I mean, our colors were yellow and teal and like everything was lemons. And like the lady who did our cakes went on to win. (laughs) What was that show? It was some like cake competition that was on Food Network at the time. Yeah. She did our cakes, which were awesome. I'm probably going to put it. I'll find pictures and I'll put them in this. Okay. So these are our cakes. (laughs) Danica's cake obviously is yellow. I'm a drummer. And this and the cake right here. This is my drum set. Like she made it look like the drum set I had at the time. It was a Ludwig uh, blue or blue oyster pearl kit from the seventies. She made it into a cake. It was amazing. But oh, then like she went on to emotions. Uh, but <laughs> but then she went on to win a cake decorating I contest know. on Food Network. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> so in Hebrews, <laughs> Hebrews four twelve. We love you guys. Thanks for having fun with us. We just sometimes, I mean, this is really, this is like our little date morning this week. So it's good to be with you. Yes. Okay. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so the Bible is one of the primary ways that God changes us. Um, And I just love that God's word is living and active. And I can attest to that in my own life. I think every time I am able to read through the Bible or another chapter again, it speaks something differently. I mean, obviously the truths all stay the same, but depending on the circumstances you're in or what you're going through or um, what you just need for your soul sometimes, um, it's, it's wonderful that the more you study it, it's not like it gets watered down. It mm-hmm. just gets more and more meaning added to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think obviously there are different times in your life where you'll read it. Um, 
topically or just try to pick a chapter or you'll try to read it all the way through and none of those are wrong. Um, I think what we want to be mindful is, is that we're not just reading the Bible to get something for ourselves. Um, I think that's when it can get a little, um, then you're trying to find what you can gain from it instead of allowing God to speak to you from it. Because, um, going back to our first virtue about pursuing holiness, the reason we're reading God's word and praying is to get to know him. Um, but then also to have our lives transformed. So it's not just to get that nugget that I can take with me, even though you will get those. It's like, okay, I need my life to be transformed today. What do I need for today? Um, and God always most certainly will do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. I remember whenever I was a young buck in college, pre-marriage, um, and I was being discipled by this guy who went to this college um, group that I was a part of. And I remember him saying, you know, and of course this isn't like necessarily scripture, but it was just an interesting perspective that whenever he would do his quiet time, he wouldn't pray before it. He would pray after it because he felt like when he would pray before it, he would kind of be praying mm -hmm. in his own agenda yeah, kind of thing and like already going into it with kind of what I'm looking to get out of this time yeah. instead. But what he would do is he would read the scripture and then pray and then allow hopefully in that time for God to reveal certain things after the fact. So again, not saying that's the right. end all be all of the right way to do it, but I just thought it was an interesting perspective. Yeah. I think that's good um, because you're allowing God's word to redirect your thoughts and things. Maybe you um, were struggling, struggling with something and you thought, okay, if I could hear this word, then that would really, change me and then God's like well actually you need to hear this mm -hmm. and then yeah then your prayer afterwards can be more of a th thank you for meeting that need in a way that I didn't know it was going to yeah. be met yeah. but ultimately at the end of it all I, I think the most important thing is that just like we said with this concept of dedication yeah. is that it's like you're you're dedicated to this there's not we're not going to boil it down to the science of the perfect way to to do this right. but it's just the fact that you are dedicated to this and it's it's a part of your your yeah. daily life um your daily routine even the days when it when it might feel more routine yeah and you're like well i don't want to do it just to check the box it's like no go ahead and do it to check the box yeah like even if that's the spot you're in right now where you just feel like you're doing it to check the box i understand that's not ideal but still do it it's yeah. just like in our, in our marriage that we're dedicated to each other it's well, I'd probably say more so you than me, but it's not like every day we're like, you know, handsy with each other and feeling like got all the butterflies and feeling like everything is peachy keen and they're just so, you know, it's like there's days where it feels a little bit more mundane, a little bit more like yeah. work, but it's not like I'm like, well, this isn't fun. So I'm going to go, I'm just going to skip out on this whole marriage yeah. thing today or family thing today. It's like, no, we're dedicated to the cause. So even the times when it's not your most favorite thing in the world, just still stay yeah. dedicated to it. Because God, oftentimes, I feel like sometimes in those moments where you feel like you're just kind of in the motions is sometimes where God can start. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, because we do have small children, and I, as y'all might as well, I mean, trying to fit it in or something I know is hard. So I know my approach to Bible reading has changed over the years. Um, it used to be. I had to require this and that and this little time. 
And not to say that that isn't great. If you are able to wake up early and read it and get cozy and do it in the morning, then go for it. With three kids and being pregnant, my energy levels have been a little down lately. So I, we eat breakfast with the kids and then we've been doing a devotion with them lately in the morning before Johnny heads downstairs to work. And then I've been letting the kids kind of get some of their initial morning energy out while I read my Bible. Mm-hmm. Which has been good. Yeah, it's been really helpful. And so I'm able to tell them, like, I'm reading my Bible. Sometimes they'll sit with me or sometimes they'll ask what I'm reading. Um, and it's not like I'm, like, sitting. It's not like I have to sit down and be like, all right, mom is going to read her Bible now. You know, it's just like. I'm going to be in my room reading my Bible like you guys will start school soon, you mm-hmm. know, but it's still showing them that that's important and that I'm doing it. Um, and so that might look like maybe you're reading it during their quiet time in the afternoon or maybe you're reading it at night, you know, after dinner. Um, but I think it's important to somehow let your children know that you are reading the Bible. So if you're reading it not around them, that's totally fine because I get it because... <laughs> That does make more sense. However, you still want to be able to talk about it or articulate it. Or maybe every morning after you've read it, you place your Bible somewhere so they know like, okay, mom and dad, like they read their Bible because it's out over here. Or you can just share with them, you know, this morning I read from wherever and I really enjoyed it. Or again, with a lot of these virtues, it's how do I articulate it to my children so it doesn't come up as like a surprise later in their life. Mm-hmm. I've had my varying approaches to reading the Bible, but I still just kind of get on the mentality more so. And again, I know every situation is different, like depending on your job and hours and and family dynamic and all that stuff. Like every situation is different. I still just like the idea of kind of like thinking of your day, not to say every day is a battle, but thinking of your day as you are preparing for battle for the day. And so like, and then, you know, to make it as spiritual as possible, like putting on the armor of God, it's like, when do you want to put your armor on when you're going into battle? Right. Do you want to do it before or you want to do it after or in the middle of the battle? Mm. Most time people would say, I want to put my armor on before I go in the, (laughs) in the battle. So for me, it makes the most sense. Again, granted that every situation is different is that you're putting on the armor and getting your mindset right before you're entering into the battlefield of yeah. Three kids. Um, but also, like for our family, we really love, which one of our later virtues is about worship, but we love worship music. And so that's also a really nice way to start off our mornings is mm-hmm. I normally don't let the kids listen to, to any of their preferred music until like the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we kind of have a restart, like sometimes our day might just get off on the wrong foot and then it's like okay we're gonna restart and play our worship music and I'm gonna read a devotional again or we're gonna read a different one or to kind of set us back on track um and pray um as well is always a good option but um that just kind of helps be like the the morning we're dedicated to God so that he can have his way in our day so he can prepare our hearts so that we can be better equipped um, because you're right. It is a battle. Maybe your battle is with teenagers. We don't have those yet. We have a three-nager who is very ornery. Um, so sweet, though. They get you. He is a Sour Patch Kid. 
And then sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? And then there's times I'm like, you're literally the best kid ever. Yeah. Back and forth. All and day it's long. usually yeah, all within the same day. Yes, it is. Um, okay. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them in the truth. Your wor- word is the truth. Um, and it's just important to remind ourselves, like the Bible is God's truth. God is truth. He is absolute truth. It is not subjective. It is objective truth. And so we want to fill our minds with the truth. Um, I think we've said it in an episode before about, you know, how do you know a counterfeit? You only know a counterfeit by studying the real deal. Mm -hmm. And so our time in God's word needs to help us solidify that and know what do we believe? Why do we believe? What is God like? How does he show himself? So that we are equipped for those daily conversations, for those things. I mean, even when I'm listening to pastors or reading a book or even at our church on Sunday, I'm still trying to filter everything through God's word um, to make sure that I'm not allowing any slippery thoughts in, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, one of the cool things which we have in here, um, in case you're curious, we'll we'll link this um, this article. But it um, time is a big conversation on reading the Bible, so it literally has a breakdown. It's it, they're averages, but um, of course, you know, like these times are probably long for Danica, but they're probably <laughs> on par or maybe a little fast for me. But um, it it literally gives you the average reading time of each book of the Bible, yeah. um, which is kind of cool. And so we'll obviously we have that here on the screen, but we'll have the, it linked in the description. Um, so you can go there, but it's pretty cool. Like, you know, if you're like, um, well, I got six minutes to read before I have to go into this meeting. What can I read? Well, you can read Haggai. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know if that would be the best to read right before a meeting. I'm sure there's, but yeah, but you know, it's like first, first, Thess- you could read first Thessalonians and second Thessalonians, in 18 minutes. Easy. There you go. Two books of the Bible. Um, and then, like, if you want to be one of these crazy people who, like, try to memorize books of the Bible, you can start small. Go with, yeah. like, Second John, Third John. Those are two minutes each. Ooh, yeah. I mean, they're shorties. I need to do that. Um, but you can start memorizing, you know, and then you're like, yeah, I have three books of the Bible memorized. I mean, each one's a chapter, but it's three books of the Bible. Um, yeah. There's a gentleman at our church. How many books of the Bible does he I have memorized? I think said 52 something or no is it that or was in the 40s it It it's more it's more than what i would assume but he has these he has and this and his story is crazy because he's like it's kind of one of those stories of like really rough background drug you know like gangster kind of yeah life and then god transforms him and now he has like 80 percent of the bible memorized memorized not yeah like the like memorized that's and like when you so think crazy. about hiding God's word in your heart, like, I mean, he, I guarantee you any situation that guy faces, yeah, he has, he has a word already because yeah. it's in him. That gave me goosebumps. I don't know why just now, <laughs> just thinking about that, like how prepared, how much we spend our lives memorizing lyrics to songs or movie lines or stupid stuff like that. And it's like, this guy has 40 books of the Bible just memorize that he's on call able to defeat thoughts attitudes actions help other people help them to know god because he knows god because mm-hmm. he knows the bible 
That's cool. You, I, can't, you cannot argue with the transform life. That's very true. Um, and so the Bible is inspired by God. We've talked about that. Is It, it is an overarching, arching. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I say overarching. It's overarching. It's okay. It's fine. Um, it's an overarching story of God's total redemption plan. The Bible is not written for us. Is It is written for us, not to us. So it is written that we could equip ourselves with the knowledge of who God is. And, and the Old Testament is not something to be overlooked mm-hmm. or to be like, meh, that's the Old Testament. I need to focus on the New Testament. It all correlates. Yeah. And you found something cool yeah. about that. And I, I know that this, this graphic is, uh, you know, I, I saw it on social media a few months ago and thought it was pretty cool, but we have a link for that as, as well. But I'm actually going to pull it up here real quick so I can be looking at it while I, but it's cool because it literally shows you like all of the different cross references throughout the scripture from the old to new Testament. And it's like, you know, from stories, characters, lineages, uh, you know, themes, uh, uh, fulfilled prophecies, like Mm -hmm. all these kind of crazy things. And when you look at it, I mean, it literally is just like, and they, and they kind of color it cool. That was one of the things in the article it talks about is how he wanted to make it something that was attractive to look at because he's a he's a designer as well. So it kind of made this like rainbow kind of look. But it's it's crazy. Like all the, mm-hmm. just the, you know, hundreds, of, you know, thousands of cross references yeah. that are throughout the scripture. Um, so which is also it's a, a good point if you're interested at all. Um, you can get study Bibles, which I know you know this. I'm sure plenty of y'all have study Bibles, but mm-hmm. those can also be a useful tool because just you can literally be reading, you know, and then it has notes in the, in the page with you of yeah. kind of explaining backstory like or how this is referenced to something else in Scripture, all that kind of stuff. And so it can kind of bring a little bit more depth, yeah. um, you know, because if you're kind of cherry-picking chapters or cherry-picking books of the Bible or stuff, you can kind of lose the entire picture of the point of the scripture. So um, there's one study Bible that I, that we can link that um, I would recommend. So um, yeah, yeah. but the important thing is to understand is that God's word is meant to transform us. Right. Um, And that transformation is to better reflect Christ. Right. To our family, to our neighborhood, to our friends, to our community. To the well, and a lot. I mean, I think to go along with that, um, an app that I use frequently is Blue Letter Bible, um, and that links back to the original languages of Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. And so, if you're studying a passage and you're like, "Oh, God loves me," and you're like, "Okay, but I love French fries," you know, like what does that mean? You can go into that verse, and then you can find that original word and what fries. kind of love is that where can I also find usages of that love? And then you can go back and look at other correlating verses. Um, And that's been really helpful because as much as obviously English is our main language, I say main, it is, yes, it's our primary language. It's our main and only. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It can feel very watered down at times, um, especially depending on the translation you use, which that's kind of important. But um, I don't know, for me, sometimes that adds that extra like, oh, like this is actually the word. Like it's not just love. It's like, oh, he is like sacrificing 
And that's what this means, you know? Um, and so that can add an extra layer. Obviously you don't want to be like every word click and be like, okay. And this, because then that gets like too, like that's not what that's supposed to do, but it's kind of what the amplified Bible does. (laughs) Right. Um, but if you're able to pick those times where you're like, okay, this verse is really speaking to me and I want to understand it better. That can sometimes be really helpful to see um, other verses it's related to or the deeper, um, richer meaning of those words. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all there's a ton of good references and things. And also I will say that when you have young kids, I think storybook Bibles are a great way for kids to have an intro to the Bible. We love using the biggest storybook story Bible. Um, it's not watered down at all. Mm-hmm. It paints God in his fullness, which we really like. It's very theological sound, theologically sound. There are a few other story Bibles that aren't my favorite, but, um, but I would also say just, you can read the real Bible to them. No. No. Yes, you can. Um, I know sometimes I've read Proverbs, like if that's for some of my reading and if I really liked it or if it was about being wise or something and I'd be like, okay, hey kids. Like, hey kids, this one's about honoring your parents. Get in here. (laughs) But I think it's really good. And I mean, the New Testament would be a good way to do that because it is about Jesus. And I think that that's all made very approachable. Obviously the Old Testament, as they get older, you're adding a little bit of context and history mm-hmm. and some of that to make sure that they are understanding that correctly. But, um, don't shy away from the actual Bible yeah. with your children. They need to know that this is what a Bible is and not just their cartoon one on the shelf. Yeah. All right. So we've talked a lot about God's word. We've talked a lot about our life. <laughs> um, so I'm going to quickly just read um, a quote about prayer or just kind of like a summary um, because we we know it's important and we'll talk more. Obviously, we're going to keep going through um, each of our 26 virtues on this podcast. So you're hearing it now and then you're going to hear it the next time we do it and maybe not, then we'll focus more on prayer. Um, okay. So lack of prayer is not because we lack time. It's because we lack time management or the self-control to institute the importance of prayer during the day because it sometimes doesn't have immediate results or even results that we can physically see. We write it off as not being important or having worth. And this is absolutely not true. Um, So if you look at your phone on your screen time usage, I'm sure you could find time to pray. And Mm -hmm. like you were just talking about the Bible, you can break it into those smaller books and then it's like, oh, I have six minutes or 18 minutes. Um, so I think prayer is just realizing that it's important. It does take time. It is worth it, even though you can't physically see change resulting then and there. Mm-hmm. It's a very basic principle that you make time for the things that you value. Um, and just like you said with the phones, and this is, I mean, still a conviction for, for me, but like, I, I can't remember, I saw a quote probably a couple of years ago, but it's like, now that your phone gives you that update of like, here's how you spent your time this week. You're like, oh, well, whenever the Lord asks you, how come you didn't spend a lot of time in prayer? Like your answer can't be because of lack of time. Right. Because obviously we, you can literally see, you can pull up your phone right now and see that that's not true. Yeah. Um, you have the time and like even thinking of me and the, and the amount of times like you kind of get in that trap of, especially now with like biblically centered and like social media and trying to be like 
getting things out on social media with biblically center, like you can still find yourself like seeing what other people are posting and, and kind of just getting lost in that social media train if you're not really disciplined on it. But anyways, you have the time, even, right. even if your schedule is extremely packed, you have the time. Right. Um, or prove me, prove me otherwise. Um, well, and prayer also, I think sometimes we, we visualize it as, okay, it's going to be this big thing. Like I'm going to make sure to do this and then this, and I'm just going to really sit. And it's like, I mean, I get it. Like I stay at home and homeschool our children. And sometimes I just need a prayer for right then and there, because I literally can't take another minute or it's just like, I need help with this discipline or I need help like figuring out what we're doing. And so your prayer can literally just be, God, I need help right now because I want to be who you want me to be. Mm -hmm. Like that can be your prayer. Lamentations is a, honestly, it's a very beautiful book of the Bible, but it's just being so open to God that you are lamenting. Like God is big enough and powerful enough and already all knowledge, you know, has all knowledge. Um, like he's okay to take your anguish, you know, like he's big enough for it. And I think sometimes we're like, Oh, well, you know, I want to come to God and be like, okay, I've done this and this. And it's like, you know, to your best friend, I'm sure if you've had a bad day, you're going to be like, man, today was like horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. And they can take it because they're your friend. And why why would God not be able to take what we're going through? He understands more than anyone. Um, and then through those prayers, you'll probably see like, oh, I'm being like being a little selfish or like, man, I really escalated that. Or, you know, you're allowing him to transform you and to comfort you in those moments. Um, I think don't think like I have to find the perfect spot and the perfect time. Just start. Like it could be when you're washing dishes, it could be when you're making the beds or folding laundry, you know, just find something you're already doing and kind of incorporate it with it. Yeah. And I know people that even will be like, I'm just going to set three alarms on my phone throughout the day. And just whenever it beeps, I'll just say a prayer in that moment. Yeah. It's just, you know, just do what you have to do to keep it front of mind. And uh, I would say too, like we've talked about the importance of dedication and your time being dedicated and like taking your faith seriously and giving it importance. Um, you know, and I was challenged a while ago, like in terms of your thought processes, like if you're having, if you're reading the Bible or if you're going to church, um, listening to a sermon and you're just kind of listening and you're not taking notes, um, or you're reading your Bible, you're not really taking notes. You're just kind of getting through it. It's like, well, you know, like let's buckle down a little bit. Like if you can be on time to work, you can be on time to all your kids' school activities, but you can't be on time to church and you always show up a little bit late or at the very end of the worship set or whatever. Um, it's like, what is that showing? What is that telling of yourself in terms of how you prioritize your time? What is that telling your children? Like what, you know, what is most important? Is it that we make it to work on time or that we make it to church on time? Um, is it that, you know, this, athletic program is more important than our, than our time dedicated to our church. Like everything we're doing in relationship to our faith is communicating something to our kids in terms of, I mean, kids, they're wanting the truth. They're wanting to know, I mean, they literally are forming their worldview right now right. and the way that, and so they're, they are learning what we find important as a family by how we dedicate our time as a family. So even if you are a Bible believing God loving Christian, but you prioritize, this activity 
whenever it's on the calendar, suddenly church is now on the bottom. Well then, okay. Well then your kids know as once I get out my own, whenever I have something else going on that can take precedence or yeah. you can be, no, it's like, no, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So as, as best we can, aside from, you know, maybe travel or illness or something, right. it's like when Sunday's here or whenever the church doors are open, like we're at church, Yeah, it doesn't really need to be that much of a conversation with your family of if we're going today, um, it's, it's just what we do. Right. Yeah. Our kids know Saturdays are cartoon Saturdays. They know Sundays we go to church. They know Mondays we have our small group. You know, like our life or our days are pointed towards those things that, I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> cartoon study being the, that's not important, but you know, like that's something fun that they look forward to. And so mm-hmm. church, they look forward to mm-hmm. and life group, they look forward to, you know, so, um, yes. And also what you were saying about listening and praying, um, how much more do you get when you are either going over the notes you've taken or taking notes? Um, and that's what I really love. A, we take notes during church, but then Monday nights with our small group, we go back over those notes. So you're getting them once. Johnny and I, um, most of the time we'll kind of like, Oh, what do you think about today's message? We'll go over that. And then Monday we're going over it again. And mm-hmm. so what are those ways that you can make sure that what you're hearing is actually getting in your brain. Well, it's just like, yeah. And again, just in terms of, um, and we'll wrap up soon, but (laughs) like for those of you who, I mean, of course, everyone I'm sure listening to this has gone to some sort of school, but like in order to pass the test to, to get the degree you want to be in the field of work that you want, like you had to one, take classes and you had to take notes. You had to attend. You, You had to be there. You had to be there on time. You had to take notes. Um, and, I mean, note taking, like, I mean, come on, it's 2023. <laughs> like, the data has been out for forever that one of the best ways to get something in your brain is to take notes. Yeah. Um, and so, if you are truly dedicated to what this is that we're trying to institute in our families, being families that are dedicated to the causes of Christ, like, dedicate, like, take it seriously. When you're at church, like, even if it's, even if you have a guest speaker that's maybe not your favorite or, or whatever, or maybe you don't really think this message is going to impact you the way it might, or whatever. I don't know. You can come up with any reasons, but just take notes. Even yeah. if, like, there's been times in a message, I've taken one note. I have my notepad out, and I just took, I just took one note. Of, and and then there's sometimes I'll fill out a page and a half. Mm-hmm. But just have it, have it there. Take notes. Get it in, get it in you. Um, what I think anticipate that is providing anticipation in your heart. Like I'm going to hear something that's going to be important today, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that God's able to give you those nuggets. I mean, there's sometimes I only write what I'm hearing. And then there's other times where literally that'll spark something. I'm like, Oh, and then I'm writing things that God's bringing to my memory that have to do with that message. So you're just, yeah. Dedicate. Like you're saying, we dedicate our time. We dedicate our, our mindset, we dedicate our everything we have. Yeah. The truth is, since this is centered around us communicating this to our children, is that the world is not shy and it's not um, quiet about where it wants your kids' attention to be. Right. It does not, the world does not want your kids' <laughs> attention to be on the things of Christ. So every single thing in this world outside of this, you know, this, I guess, Christian life that we're living is pulling and wanting to pull. And even us as adults, 
pulling us in a direction away from the causes mm-hmm. of Christ. And so if you're just kind of passive about your relationship with church, your relationship with Christ, with your kids, like what, not to say it can't happen, but, um, you're not setting your children up for confidence as you know, now or later in their life when it comes to their faith. And so, um, they have to see you take it seriously to know, to even consider to take it seriously for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> We've obviously gone long enough. This has gone long. Our kids we have are, been We twice. are very, I guess, we're passionate about all of these virtues. I think we got over passionate about this one. Yeah. Well, and they're two big concepts, right? Reading God's word and praying. You need both. And I think um, from the amount of books written over both of those topics, you can see why we talk so much. Right. Uh, but thank you for sticking through or listening to to this in two parts or three parts. Thank you for getting to the end. If you did, um, I've had fun with this one. So I hope you guys have too. had too. Yeah, lead by example. Show your kids what's what <laughs> what's important. Yes. Um. Anyways, that's all we got. Visit yes. our website. We got some freebies on there. Got some more stuff coming out soon. Uh, biblically centered. Biblically centered. Com. Yes. Yes. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.